This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about scary Halloween poisons that you need to keep out of reach of your dog and occasionally your cat. We'll be right back after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, I'm going to be talking about what you need to do to keep your dog and your cat safe this Halloween. First of all, if you have an indoor-outdoor cat, please keep them inside on Halloween. You never know what pranksters are out there, and this is especially important if you have a black cat. You'd be surprised how scared people are, especially at Halloween, and we don't want to see any injury to our cats. My cat Lola is all black and she stays indoor anyway, but obviously with the stigma with witches and Halloween, please keep your black cats indoors or ideally all your cats indoors. Now, same goes for dogs. If you're about to have 50 kids stop by your neighborhood and ring the doorbell every 15 minutes and your dog has anxiety or excitement when the doorbell rings, please minimize the stress. So what can you do? You can talk to your veterinarian in advance about actually medicating your dog with drugs that will take away that anxiety. Drugs like trazodone or gabapentin or some kind of benzodiazepine like Valium orally at least two hours before trick-or-treating starts. Because again, some dogs get super anxious from that doorbell. I also like to implement a lot of white noise. In other words, keep your dog out of the area where they're going to hear the doorbell. Maybe if they're used to being crate trained, put the crate in the basement in a dark, quiet room that has a fan blowing, the AC's on, or the heater, depending on where you live. You have some you know, classical music going, and you tune out that doorbell ringing constantly. So those are the two environmental cautions that I want to warn you about. What are some other safety tips that I want you to do for all you dog and cat owners this week during Halloween? Well, my number one poison that I see at the ER vet is chocolate poisoning in dogs. And I will secretly tell you as a toxicologist, it is my favorite time of the year 
because when dogs get poisoned by Halloween candy, they don't just eat one mini bar. They eat like your whole kid's stash. We're talking like two to 10 pounds of chocolate. And it's the one time when I induce vomiting in a dog, the vomit smells really, really good because it smells like chocolate. But you probably don't want to put your dog through that. And you don't want a $500 or more emergency room visit when you could have just locked that candy safely away. We all know if you have kids, they like to stash their candy in their rooms, but the dogs are going to sniff it out. Now, I will say most cats don't care about gorging on chocolate. It's usually dogs that will do that, but please keep that Halloween candy away if it's got chocolate. If it's got raisins, I don't know what horrible neighbors you have that give out those little kid-sized packs of raisins. No kid wants that. They want Halloween candy instead. But remember, grapes and raisins are poisonous to dogs and cats. So we want to make sure to keep those raisins out of reach too. Maybe you have a neighbor who's giving away sugar-free candy. Boo, neighbor. But that's another story. Maybe it's candy that has xylitol in it. And xylitol is a sugar-free substance that's actually natural. But if it's candy that says sugar-free, you want to make sure it doesn't contain xylitol if your dog eats it. Now, super safe for your kid to eat and for humans to eat. But again, xylitol is poisonous to dogs. It can cause a life-threateningly low blood sugar. And in really high doses, it can actually cause liver failure. So please keep that candy locked away. The next tip. I want you to keep those glow sticks hidden. Now, most of the time, parents are going to buy glow sticks because our kids are going to be outside at dusk. They want them to avoid traffic, so they're going to put this glow jewelry on them. Now, glow sticks are really fun, but if you've ever seen your cat chew into one of these glow sticks, and occasionally dogs will chew into it too, it's got a chemical in it that is not only really hard to pronounce, but it's also really, really bitter. It's called diburyl titrate or something like that. Anyway, the gist of it is it tastes really, really bitter. I'm not so worried about the poisoning aspect, but it does cause a lot of drooling and foaming and frothing if your cat bites into that stick. So most of these glow sticks are usually labeled as non-toxic. So again, the chemical is not a huge deal, but it's super bitter. So what if your cat chews into it? First of all, gently wipe away their mouth. And then gives them something tasty to drink, something like a couple of laps of milk or even yogurt or chicken noodle soup or chicken broth, just to get that bitter taste out of their mouth. Next, clean up the glow stick so they don't groom it off their fur. You want to make sure they don't get into any more. And then I'll actually put my cat in a dark room to make sure they don't glow. And if I do see them glowing, I'll just gently wipe it off with a damp or wet terry cloth. So again, not a poisoning issue, but can cause some pretty profound clinical signs of drooling and foaming and frothing. So best to keep those glow sticks out of reach of your dog and cat. The third important poison that I wanted to warn you about, not only chocolate, not only raisins, not only anything sugar-free, but we always want to worry about those occasional poisons that aren't quite as common. And I know I talked about glow sticks already, but one of them is actually costume pieces on your kid's costume. And it's really, really rare that we'll see it. But once in a while, they'll have buttons or small pieces of metal dangling off your kid's costume. And sometimes that contains zinc or a heavy metal. If your dog or cat swallows it, it sits in the acidic environment of the stomach and it can actually result in zinc poisoning. 
Zinc poisoning takes several days to even a week or two to show effect. But if your dog does have zinc poisoning, it basically destroys the red blood cells in your dog's body. And all of a sudden, your dog will start showing signs of pale white gums, exercise intolerance, panting more, not being able to run or play very well. And it can require a very costly workup that may include getting the zinc material out of their stomach. It may include endoscopy. It may include a lot of x-rays to look for the zinc. And it may also include a really expensive blood transfusion and overnight stay at the ER vet. So while zinc poisoning isn't that common, you want to make sure to keep all those dangly metal parts of Halloween costumes out of reach of your dog and again, less likely your cat from eating them, which then leads me to pet costumes. Pet costumes seem really fun, right? Costumes can be fun for the whole family. But before you put your dog or cat in a Halloween costume, please realize we're probably anthropomorphizing the fact that your pet wants to be in a costume at all. Most dogs and cats want to be furry and free of anything restraining them. So they don't really want a tight collar or costume or mask or headpiece on them. I know it looks adorable, but when in doubt, please make sure your dog or cat is comfortable. Make sure the costume fits them well. In other words, it doesn't have any straps or string that's going to slip or tangle them. Make sure it doesn't have any choking hazards. Make sure it doesn't have any poisonous metal parts, again, like zinc. And when in doubt, you want to make sure to always supervise your pet while they're in a costume because they probably can't move as much and we want to make sure that they can't become injured. We'll continue with this really important spooky topic right after these messages. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We've been talking about Halloween dangers that I want to prevent your dog or cat from experiencing. So far, we talked about things like keeping your cat indoors during Halloween, just because we know more kids are going to be outside, especially if you have a black cat 
and superstition and witches and all that jazz, please keep your black cats inside just to avoid any dangers or pranks. Secondly, if your dog has anxiety with the doorbell ringing or people knocking on the door constantly all night, please make sure to provide some white noise and keep them crated safely in another area of the house so they don't have to hear that doorbell ringing and they're not panting. When in doubt, it's okay to say yes to drugs if they're veterinary prescription drugs that are anti-anxiety drugs or even sedatives to take the edge off. And that works for cats too. We talked about making sure to keep that Halloween bowl away from your dog, especially out of your kid's room where your dog may sniff it out and eat it. We don't want to see the dangers of chocolate poisoning. We talked about the dangers of glow sticks, and this is something cats like to chew into. So again, make sure to keep those out of reach. Make sure if you're going to dress up either yourself with costumes that they don't have any poisonous metal parts like zinc. And if you're going to dress up your pets, that you keep your pets safe while they're wearing that costume. The last few tips I wanted to leave were directly about keeping your pet safe. If you're going to take your dog out for a walk for Halloween and they're going to accompany you and your family while you're walking around, just keep in mind there's going to be a lot of extra people on the streets, a lot of kids, and a lot of other dogs out there. If your dog is not good with other dogs or they're untested or not good with kids, please keep them inside. It's way too stressful and you don't want the liability that they could potentially run up to a child and hurt them or run up to another dog. Plus, add on all those strange costumes. Those can really scare your pets because they don't look like typical. They may have loud noises. They may be big sizes. So when in doubt, I always say it's not worth stressing your dog out to bring them with you while you trick or treat. Now, if it comes to your pet being inside, the one thing I should also mention is if your dog doesn't have instant recall, in other words, it runs out the door, you say, Fido, come back or come, and they don't come back right away, I'm always worried that dogs are going to be lost when they book out the door. Again, you're going to be opening the door 50 times during the night, and I always worry that your dog or cat are going to bolt out that door, especially with all the stress that's going on. So if you don't normally have a collar on your dog or cat, please make sure your pet is identified. In other words, it has not only a microchip under their skin, but it also has a collar. I like to keep a collar on at all times for my dog and cat. And I just splurged on one of those anti-jingle tags so it doesn't wake anyone up. If you're worried about that, you can buy them for like $8 on Amazon just to help prevent the jingling of the tags. But I do think it's really important to keep those tags on. If you are taking your pet out after dark, make sure your dog has a reflective collar and they're on a secured leash. That means not a six foot, 10 foot flexi lead, okay? We wanna make sure they're on a secured short leash because again, there's gonna be a lot of kids running around. When in doubt, you wanna keep your pets safe this Halloween. Again, lock that candy away. Keep those glow sticks out of reach of your cats. Make sure your pets are safe and in a quiet place at home. If you are going to let them out, please make sure that they're identifiable. They have a reflective collar and they're securely leashed. Please try to keep your pets calm, even if it involves talking to your veterinarian about prescription medication and check those costumes because you want to make sure your dog isn't being choked or uncomfortable in a costume. Now, there are a lot of really pet-friendly costumes, so do your research. 
If you do think your dog got into something poisonous like chocolate, when in doubt, you do want to call the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center at 888-426-4435. In fact, that number is so important. I want you to program it into your cell phone right now. So that's going to be ASPCA 888-426-4435. They actually have a way of being able to calculate the weight of your pet what poison they got into, and determine if you even need to go into the ER vet if your dog was poisoned. Or they may be able to give you advice on how to induce vomiting at home. This is only for dogs, just so you know. But if your dog ate a large amount of chocolate, they may actually be able to help you induce vomiting at home with hydrogen peroxide. For you cat owners, just in case your cat got into something poisonous, I'm afraid there is no safe home drug or chemical that you can use to safely induce vomiting at home. You just have to get into the ER. So when in doubt, talk to the ASPCA, your vet or your emergency vet. Lastly, you do want to consider drugs or sedatives that are going to take away the anxiety so your dog and cat don't run out the door when kids come up to the door. Don't wait until Halloween night to try a new medication. When in doubt, talk to your veterinarian. With that, I hope you keep your pets safe and I hope you have a wonderful, spooky Halloween. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at Dr. Justine Lee on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Justine Lee or email me at drjustine at petliferadio.com. You can also check out my preventative educational series called Veterinary School for Everyone, Caring for Cats and Dogs on Wondrium too. With that, we're out of time and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.